We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening. You see, what happened on Resurrection Sunday is that Jesus Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave forever so that all those who place their faith in Jesus Christ would rise. On that day, the Lord Jesus took the power of the oppressor, we call him the great liar, and gave it to those who would place their faith in Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I get to take my power back from the enemy. When I said yes to Jesus, I took my power back from the darkness. And when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we are declaring that we've chosen a side. I'm choosing Jesus' side. I choose Jesus. I renounce the enemy. And we call this in our, in our Christian faith, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we are declaring that we are repentant of our sins. You know those weird Baptist dudes that used to hand out like the things that said, repent, the end is near, like the guys with the picket fence in New York, or pickets in New York City. You remember these people? They're not wrong. They're just weird. Um, and so, <laughs> let's call it what it is. All right, so they're just weird. But there is a power and a truth in repentance. It basically means that we are renouncing the enemy and we are placing all our hope in the living hope, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm going to say that again. It means we're renouncing the enemy and placing all our hope in Jesus Christ, the living hope, the living hope. That's crazy good because he has a live hope for us that never goes out. It's never going to die. It's never going to be defeated. It's never going to be extinguished. It's never going to stop. He will never stop. His blood never loses its power. That's it. That's the end. So baptism is a token of our profession of faith in Jesus' resurrection power and signs of God's gracious ministry toward us. It's so good, y'all. By being baptized, the Holy Spirit works within us to give us the realization that we need Jesus And to strengthen us to turn away from our sin and toward God in his right ways. It also acts to confirm our faith by giving us the power of the Holy Spirit. That we may be working in you, this power, working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases God. All right, so who can be baptized? Who can be baptized? Let's cover this really quickly. So baptism is a sacrament. So it begs the question, so who can partake in the sacrament of baptism? I have a good answer for you. Anyone who believes can be baptized. Mark 16, 15 through 16 says it this way. It's on the screen behind me. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to, what's that word? I can't hear you up here. All creation, everybody. Does it matter what they look like? Does it matter what they sound like? Does it matter what sin is in their life presently? Right. Does it matter that they, uh, that they don't like the things that you like? Does it matter that they don't live the way you think they should live? 
No, because we're supposed to declare it to who? Oh, okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page on that. All, everybody, as I used to say in, in student ministry, everybody, God loves everybody, everybody. So what is belief? That's the question. Let me finish this verse. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned, okay? So there is those who believe and there are those who do not. And those who do not will be condemned at the last. I hate that. I hate that. But you have a choice. You have a choice to make. So what is belief? I covered it earlier. Belief is simply placing your faith in Jesus as your only hope. You all remember Star Wars, right? Because you know I'm a geek. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Right? Leia, buns. Right. Jesus is your only hope for eternal life in the new heaven and the new earth that is spoken about in Revelation 20 and 21. It's the new heaven and the new earth where the enemy will have no dominion and no rule. That's right. No more lies. No more deceit, no more deception, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more addiction, no more trying to break addiction, no more problems. Because when you got heaven, you got none. No more problems. It's a new heaven and a new earth. But the second thing that placing your faith in Jesus sets you up for is, is hope for living in the power of heaven right now. It means you get to participate in bringing the kingdom come. That means you get to participate in loving all, in serving all, in giving all. And as we learned this past week, the fellowship of the suffering. No one enjoys suffering. This wasn't a fun week. It was one of the worst weeks I've had in my life, to be honest. I never, ever, ever will forget the memories of this week. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that in the spaces in between where heaven and earth collide and there's this thin veneer, I felt God move in such powerful ways this week. For me, for Jen, for Alfie, for Kian, for a whole worship team, for Evan and Kyron. There were moments of real joy because we have hope for heaven and the power of heaven right now. Right now. You see, when you place your faith in Jesus Christ and you're baptized, the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you and begins to do a transforming work in your life that we call sanctification. Sanctification is the process of emptying yourself of the enemy's ways and placing, replacing those with God's power by the Holy Spirit to do God's things. So when you say yes to Jesus and you are baptized, you are filled with the Holy Spirit and power to overcome everything the enemy has tried to do in your life. I don't care what you've been struggling with because I can tell you there is a plethora of sins in this room and sin addictions. We're all friends. We know our own, our own vices. But I can tell you that the power of Christ is available to help us say no when we are tempted. 
And can I tell you, when you say yes to Jesus Christ and you place your faith in Christ alone and you're baptized and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and with power, even when you fail, he will catch you. It is my 110% belief that God caught Jared this week and his body may have failed, but my God did not. And he gave Jared the ultimate victory. And I'm so, so glad to know that. Do you know what kind of peace we have as a church? Do you understand what kind of peace we share even when our hearts are broken and we feel stripped and we feel like we could, oh my gosh, it hurts so bad. But the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is knowing that his life is hidden in Christ. He is with Christ. Come on, somebody. Acts 2, 38 through 41 says this. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. How good is that? This promises to you, to your children, to those who are far away, including those who are struggling with sin, and all who have been called by the Lord our God. And can I tell you that God's grace goes before and he goes out into the highways and the byways. He goes out to the strip clubs. He goes out to, to the bad areas. He goes out to the crack houses and he says, come, come. I've got a place for you at a feast at my house. Come, come. If you don't know more about that, that's a parable. You go read that in your Bible. Look it up. You tell me where to find it because I didn't look it up because it was so good. That was free. Listen, repent each of you individually. This can't be anybody else's choice. It can't be your spouse's choice or your mom and dad's choice. It has to be your choice. You choose. You choose to follow God. You choose to place your faith in Jesus Christ. He then goes on to say, turn to God. So there is a visible turning away from sin to turn and orient your life toward Jesus Christ. It is the turning your back on the way of the enemy. It's turning your back on him and getting God your full and oriented attention. It's a posture. It's a process. And the more you walk towards God and the more you stay in step with the Spirit, the more and more like Jesus you become in body, in mind, and in soul. And if anything that does not produce God's character is in you as you walk out your faith through the power of the Holy Spirit and the sanctifying work of Jesus Christ in your life, you will look like God. You will have love and you will have joy and you will have peace and you will have patience and you will have kindness and you'll have gentleness and you'll have meekness and you will have self-control in growing and in greater measures does not mean you're perfect all at once. But I do believe that you can be perfected by following Jesus Christ. You can continue and work it out. So baptism. Baptism is the declaration in front of the church and before God that you are placing your faith in Jesus Christ. And it says here in this, it's for the forgiveness of your sins. When, when we climb into that baptismal 
it is, uh, it is an amazing process to know that you are going to be dead to your sins and alive in Christ. It's a washing away of the sins. You're saying, I am done with following the enemy, that lying snake. And I am giving everything I have to Jesus and I am washing myself and I am dead to my sins, but I will rise with Christ just as he rose. The promise of the resurrection is the power to help you get through the fellowship of the suffering. That became so clear to me this week. I ran into a friend at my kid's school and she looked at me and she goes, I just don't even know how you're doing this right now. Because it was at a mom's and muffins with moms. Yeah, muffins with moms. And I wish I'd had the ready answer, but I was pretty tired. But the answer is I was doing it in the power of the resurrection. And I found fellowship in suffering. So 1 Corinthians 5.17, I actually think it's 2 Corinthians 5.17 yeah, don't put that up. That's the wrong one. <laughs> but 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. The new has come. And it says in this passage, Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift and the grace to work out your salvation. The gift and the grace and the power to overcome the spiritual powers of darkness in this life, in this age, in your life, and help others find the same freedom in Christ that you have found. It is a beautiful thing. The Holy Spirit is like the golden seal on your declaration of independence from sin. It is the seal that seals you and says, yes, you can. That's why baptism matters. It's so powerful to have that baptismal certificate and that piece of paper and the, and the picture and the memory and the daggone t-shirt because you can look at that and you say, no, today I made the choice. I am hidden in Christ. I am a new creature. The old is gone and the new has come. So I want to tell you this though. The Holy Spirit is the golden seal, right? But it is uh, the seal that from this moment forward will be different, that you're going to be different and you're going to overcome the weapons that the enemy throws at you. But I want to tell you that you have to stay active in repentance. Active in repentance. Repentance is not just a, oh, I repent from my sins, I'm forgiven and now I'm good and I can return to the ways that I used to live. Repentance is a continual movement toward God, you stay active in repentance. If you become inactive, okay, let me go back. Let's say it one more time. You have to stay active in repentance and reliant on Christ's forgiveness. Okay? It's an active stance in your life. And if you become inactive in your recovery, for my 12-step friends, if you become inactive in your recovery, then you become active in your addiction. Am I right? If we become inactive in our recovery, we will likely become active in our addiction. So, so this is not a new principle. If you become inactive in your repentance, if it's turned off and you're not pursuing, if you're inactive in it, you will be active in sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
So you need to be active in your journey. You need to be active in moving on towards Christ. You can't just sit there. You've got to fight the good fight of the faith. That's why Christ gave us the Holy Spirit when he died on the cross and he was on that cross. You guys remember what he said at the end? He said, it is finished. And then the next, next part of that chapter and verse says, and he gave up his spirit. He gave up his spirit for you and for me so that we could receive the Holy Spirit and be empowered to walk in a new way of living. But you have to be active in it. If you become inactive in repentance, you will become active in sin. You see what I'm saying? But the Holy Spirit will give you power. And that is why I teach you to stay in touch, in step, in proximity to the champion the spirit of Jesus. So you might have some pushback. You might have been christened or baptized as a baby. Let me talk to you for a minute. Um, does it count? Uh, no, it doesn't count. Was it a beautiful ceremony for your family? Absolutely. Was it deeply meaningful? Yes, because your family started you out in the faith and that's beautiful. That should never, ever not be encouraged but as a baby, you are not yet able to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and make that full commitment. That's why we dedicate babies from birth to five or six years old. And depending on their cognitive development, we might even go a different route because we know that we're all individuals. But it's in those years, guys, in birth to, to five, six years old, that it is our duty as parents and our duty as a church family to raise this child up, as the Bible says, in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, so that they can make the right decision to follow Jesus. So oftentimes when babies are christened, it really is to give them their Christian name. That's where all of that came from. To give them their Christian name and to agree as, as parents and families come together that this baby will be raised to follow Christ. But there will become a time when they have to make the choice for themselves, right? So we dedicate babies as a church. We don't baptize babies. And I got good news. Baby dedication is coming. I'm so excited for baby dedication. We have some babies that we get to dedicate. And you will be able to sign up online at the event. Um, you'll go in and find our calendar and you're going to find the event on the calendar and you can sign up to have your child dedicated for that day. Um, it should be pretty simple. It will probably go live Monday because your girl ran out of time this week. I'm just being honest, okay? Forms are hard. <laughs> so here's the, here's the next thing you might be thinking. Um, is baptism necessary for me to do before I die? Like if I don't get baptized and I die, am I going to go to, you know, to hell? No, you're not going to go to hell if you don't get baptized. But simply this, baptism doesn't save you. Only faith in Jesus Christ saves. But baptism gives you um, all of the reasons that I said before the power of the Holy Spirit to live out your faith, a declaration of uh, that you're running this race. It gives you a place of accountability and people who are saying, you said yes to Jesus. Why are you acting a fool? Right? So they can say, hey, we want to make sure that you're following Jesus all the days of your life, that you could dwell in his house forever. 
And of course, we all, like all of us pastors and those of you who've served in ministry before, we all know this. The thief on the cross wasn't baptized. And what did Jesus say to him? Today you will be with me in paradise. Obviously, he had circumstances that were holding him back to, to have a bad pun. But like, <laughs> thank you, God, somebody laughed at that terrible joke, right? But, <laughs> but he was with God in paradise. So, and you know what he did before that? He said, I believe you are the son of God. And he placed his faith in who Jesus was. And then Jesus entered into the fellowship of suffering with him, just as he does with all of us. So the other reason that you, you need to be baptized, it doesn't need to be, but you should be baptized, is because Jesus told us to do this, and then he obediently did it himself. He obediently laid down his life and walked into the water with John and said, we have to be baptized. And he came from Galilee, the, the scripture says, then Jesus came to Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Yet Jesus replied this. He said, let it be so for now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness all righteousness. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. In him I am well pleased. So I want to open up and give you an opportunity to do two things today. I want to give you an open invitation. If you have not been baptized, but you've said yes to Jesus, I don't care if you've signed up or not. I have shorts and I have t-shirts and I have towels and we can baptize you today. Let's go. We can baptize you today. You don't have to wait another minute. You can be imbued with the power from on high, the Holy Spirit don't worry, it's not going to hurt or be anything. As, can I even tell you that this is the warmest baptismal water I've ever felt in my life? Like, it's nice. It's even nice, y'all. Okay? So, listen. You can be baptized today and you can decide. Alfie's got some instructions for you. Let me tell you real quick. I'm going to run down though, okay? If you want to get baptized today and you didn't sign up last week, that's okay, but we got you. You're going to go right out those doors. You're going to go to care team. It's the big care team banners right there. You're going to go to care team and you're going to tell them what size you need. Baby, I got extra small up to 3XL. We ready. Okay? We ready. So just know you can get baptized today. But here's the deal. You need to place your faith in Jesus Christ first. So if you've been baptized and christened as a baby, if one of those is yes or you don't know or no, you need to be baptized. But the caveat is, have you said yes to Jesus Christ? Have you said yes? Then it's time. It's time. One of the coolest uh, scriptures in the New Testament is Philip, a guy named Philip, follower of Jesus, got filled with the Holy Spirit and was out 
walking around doing missionary work and he was traveling down a road um, and he ran into a eunuch who was in a chariot and he was reading, a eunuch from Ethiopia as a matter of fact, he was reading from the scroll Isaiah. And as he read, he was puzzled and he didn't understand what he was reading. So Philip saw him and said, hey dude, I see you're checking out that book. Would you mind if I explained it to you? I kind of know a few things. And so the Ethiopian eunuch invited him into the chariot and said, sure man, come tell me about this. And so Philip took the opportunity to explain that Jesus Christ fulfilled every single, every single prophecy in the book of Isaiah, that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, the Messiah, and that he had come to save the Ethiopian from his sins. You know what happened next? The Ethiopian said, yo, stop this chariot. I want to get out. Is that not water over there? I believe everything you've said to me. I want to get baptized right now. And Philip said, bet, let's go. So he took him out of the chariot, baptized him, put him back in the chariot. Philip disappeared. And this guy goes to Ethiopia and begins the Christian church in Ethiopia. Come on, y'all. Tell me he won't do it. So if you are hesitant, the water's warm. I've got towels. I got your size shirt. And you get to keep the shirt and the shorts. How about that? Hope Church showing up for you right now. Uh, nobody cares about your hair or makeup. We got you. I've cried my makeup off all week. Listen, we got you covered. Don't worry. But first, I want to ask you a serious question this morning. So, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ? If you haven't, you can do that right now. It's really easy. It's not creepy. I'm not going to embarrass you. I don't do that mess. Because I know that my father will speak to you right where you sit. And I know that you can say yes right where you sit. And if you choose to share with me that you made that decision today, I would be so honored because it would be my privilege to help you learn more about your faith in Jesus. If you do say yes to Jesus today and you want me to follow up with you, all you have to do is take out your phone and click a QR code on the screen. And I'll follow up with a text. It's me, y'all. I'm texting you. And we can start a devotional plan in the YouVersion Bible app together. And I can begin to walk you through what it means to follow Jesus. And you don't even have to wait to get baptized. You can do it today. It's an open invitation for you to start a journey with Jesus that will never, ever, ever be anything but an awesome adventure. Will there be suffering? Yes. Will there be hard times? Yes. But there will be Jesus. And there will be the fellowship of this church to help you through every step. It's my honor and privilege to pastor this church. And I'm so honored that you would consider Jesus today. So I'm going to pray right now. So if you would just center yourself. If this is you today and you want to say yes to Jesus, you can sneaky cap the snap the QR code while everybody's looking down and praying. <laughs> but I'm going to pray. And if you feel the quickening of the Holy Spirit, that's an old time word that just means you feel something. You know what I'm talking about. If you feel that in your spirit and you're saying yes to Jesus, I'm so glad. Let's pray. Father God, you are so worthy of my love and honor and respect because you've shepherded me by your Holy Spirit. When I got baptized, I'm not going to say how long ago, Lord, because it was a long time. Father, I thank you that in my POD t-shirt, 
I got baptized and I said yes to you and my life has been amazing. I pray God that people who hear my voice and people who sense your spirit now who are feeling like they want to say yes to Jesus, that they want to repent and turn away from the enemy and his ways and turn towards you. I pray, Lord, that they would feel the confirmation of your Holy Spirit and that they would say yes. I pray, God, that they would reach out and, and snap the QR codes so that we can disciple them. And I pray that you would help them by the power of your Holy Spirit to make the choice to go public and be baptized today. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you that you're moving in this place today. Now, God, I ask that you would, as we prepare to be baptized, I pray that you would come and celebrate with us. I know you are. Thank you. I see that. That's amazing. Jesus, thank you, God. I pray all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you found today's message both helpful and inspiring. Hope Church meets every Sunday at 10 a.m. in Seaford, Delaware at the Seaford Senior High School Auditorium. If you would like more information, you can find it at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's hope, D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening.